Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, friends and foes. <laughs> Hopefully not many foes out there. Hey, I hope your Thanksgiving was great. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit today about a time that a kid from Southern Illinois, me, um, kind of got out of the box a little bit and went to New York City. I had worked for a company, uh, but they were always, for some reason, based out of Minneapolis. All of a sudden, I got a job with L'Oreal at Redken and Matrix, and we worked out of New York City. But the first time I went there, you have to imagine that it was quite an experience for a kid that had never been uh, to the big town, other than probably St. Louis, but uh, or Mount Vernon, if you really wanted to stretch out. But, uh, you know, interesting things happened when I went there. The first thing is that you went to a hotel. Now, if you were going to go out to the Friendly Holiday Inn there in Marion, Marion or Southern Illinois, why, you wouldn't expect anything. You'd get your key, you'd go right to the room, and you'd go in, and that's it. Well, that's not the way it works in New York. First of all, they pulled up to the door. A taxi did. You paid the taxi guy. And someone opened the door for you and got you out at the hotel. That's what. There they wanted to tip. Then they got your bags out and took them up to the, to the entrance to the door. And they wanted to tip. And then they went inside and you checked in. And you got ready to go to your room. And they called a bellman and he wanted to tip. They took the bags over to the uh, escalator or elevator. You got over to the elevator. You got to the top of the floor. And you got in your room and he wanted to tip. And then he decided he was going to leave. And he asked, is there anything you'd like? Like some ice? I thought, well, that'd be cool. We could have to get some ice. He said, well, let me go get some. So he got some ice. He came back and he wanted to tip. Well, I figured out before I even got in my room, I was down 20 bucks. And they looked at me like I was a cheap. I mean, give them 20 bucks. So my first experience of going to New York, I was broke before I got out of the cab. Well, as the time went on, I thought, well, you know what would be nice? I don't think I want to get all involved and, you know, go downstairs or go out. I mean, I was a little kid in New York. I was afraid to go out too far. So I thought, you know, I think I'll just order room service. It sounds like a good thing to do. I'll just do some room service. So I ordered room service, and if I remember right, I probably ordered that. Uh, cheeseburger and some fries and, you know, iced tea. And uh, that's about it. Well, time went on and 15 minutes went by. And 30 minutes went by and 45 minutes went by. About an hour went by. And I thought, where is my cheeseburger? I can't believe it. So I called down there. I said, where's my cheeseburger? They said, don't you worry. Your cheeseburger will be there in a minute. So I thought, well, okay. Maybe in a minute it'll be here. So I looked out a little bit later, 15 minutes, no cheeseburger. Well, then I thought, well, you know what? I Maybe I missed him. They got those carts going by there. They have those those dome things on their plates and everything. I've never had that, but that looks pretty good to me. So I'm just going to keep an eyeball out this little peephole here and see when it uh, shows up. So I'm looking at the peephole and down at the end of the hall, I see two carts. Two carts uh, with those dome things. And there's nobody around, just two carts there sitting in the middle of the, of the. I bet you one of those is mine. They just didn't bring it in. 
And I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on down and grab it and come right back to my room. <laughs> so I propped my door open, went down to the end of the hall and got one of those little dudes. Never did open up that little gold thing, that little, that little silver dome on it. Got my room, opened it up, went over and pulled it up to the bed and opened it up. There was a steak. There was a lobster. There was a bottle of wine. There was some bread. There was a dessert that I don't even know what it looked like. It, I thought, wow, this is really cool. Look how they upgraded me. They didn't even know that I would have liked this, but there it was. I just ate and, and I just enjoyed it. I thought, well, this New York, this is the place to be. And then I was listening outside and there was a ruckus. I thought, well, what's, what's going on? There seems to be a, be a problem. So I go out there and this guy is standing in front of this uh, room service guy. And I could hear things like, what are you talking about? That is not my order. I ordered this and I got a stinking hamburger. He went on and on. And obviously, I, I thought he couldn't take a joke. but Or they must not have upgraded him like they did. <laughs> so a little bit later, someone answered the door and I said, yes. They said, sir, we seem to be missing one of our uh, trays and entrees here. And is there any way that you possibly could have uh, got the wrong order? I said, why, no, I, I got an upgrade on mine. I mean, I ordered a cheeseburger and fries, got, got an upgrade of a steak and lobster. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know, he said something in a language that I didn't understand, but uh, I kind of took it to mean that it uh, probably wasn't the thing to do. So that night, after that experience, I just slept like a baby and I got up the next morning and you know in those back in the day they may not do this anymore but they used to put a USA Today somewhere near the front of your door sometimes they put it under the door and sometimes they did not put it on the door it was a little bit where you had to kind of reach for it standard procedure didn't cost you anything went with the $400 room I mean, they didn't, they didn't bat an eye giving you a two cent paper. So anyway, it was morning and I'd already had steak lobster. I was ready for some coffee or some ice or something, something, iced tea, iced coffee, something. I looked out there, there was my paper laying out there a little bit in the hall. So I said, well, you know, I think I'm going to reach out here and I'll reach out and I'll reach out. And I did. And I heard... Click. And that is the most, that is the most disheartening, the most horrific sound that you can possibly hear when you're standing on the 33rd floor, reaching out, and then finally going outside about half naked to get your paper. Standing there with a towel on. And you hear, click. Well, that happened to me. And you know, I meet, you're in terror. You're standing there with the towel on and a newspaper in your hand. And you immediately think, I wonder if I can get down these 33 floors without anybody seeing me. 
or should I just jump over the rail? <laughs> Call it a day. <laughs> so, as luck would have it, I'm standing there pondering about what I'm going to do. And down at the end of the hall, this other guy's coming out of the room. He looks down at me, and I'm standing there with the towel on. He's like, oh, my gosh. But on the other side of his face, it was saying, I've been there. I've done that. Only I was on the 34th floor. So he comes down. He says, uh, are you in a little bit of a jam? I said, I'm in a big jam. I'll tell you. He said, okay, I'll tell him down to the lobby to come up and help you. Minutes later, thank goodness, a guy came up and uh, got the key and put the key in the little slot. And there I was in again. So basically now the trip to New York is going really well. So I went ahead and got dressed and walked down to the office. And uh, I thought, well, you know what? This is this is just going beyond what I would what I would expect. And not only that, I understand that tonight they're going to take me to a Yankee game at Yankee Stadium. Can you believe that Yankee Stadium for a guy that's never been anywhere except Bush Stadium? Very clean. Mannerly, thoughtful, Bush Stadium. Well, when I got to Yankee Stadium that night, I was totally shocked. Uh, first of all, it was a it was a good crowd, but it wasn't like a Bush Stadium where at the first pitch all forty five thousand are there. There was probably like five or six thousand there for the start of the Yankee game, and I was watching it. and And as the game went on. Whereas uh, one of the players would strike out, if they struck out on the Cardinals, you'd say, ah, shucks, get them next time. We'll get them next time. Well, that's not quite what they did at Yankee Stadium. This guy struck out, and this guy behind me said, I know where you live. I don't like you, and I don't like your family. I don't like either one of you. And if you strike out again, you'll have to answer to me. I thought, oh, this is, this is different than St. Louis. I think he only struck out. I mean, he didn't spray the crowd with pepper spray. So I discovered that Yankee Stadium was a little bit different than Bush Memorial Stadium. So let me tell you, I want you to advance a few years down the road. And I've been working out of New York City for a couple of years now. And the thing about it is that they wanted me to find a place to live there. So I did, and, and you know, you can live in New York City if you want to, but I mean, I didn't want to do that. I mean, I just, I just didn't want to do that. So I looked around and I found a place about 40 minutes on the train out of Manhattan. And I thought, well, that'd be a good place to live, Terrytown. I think I'll move there. So I moved up there and I had an apartment there. And every morning at 6.15, the train Went from Terrytown into Manhattan. Well, I have to tell you, at that time in my life, 6.15 was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe it. But I got up, and I either took a taxi down to the train station, or I was I drove down to the train station, one of the two, and I'd always get there early, and I'd always get a coffee. And I'd always sit down on the train, and it was about 
a 40-minute ride. It had stops along the way, but it was a very popular route, so it was just jammed. And some of the places along the route that you stopped on the way in were the high-rent district, Bronxville, uh, Scarsdale. Very well-to-do people lived there. And I'll never forget this. This is this vintage niceness of the New York population there. Is one day I, I, I had a hard time staying awake. It was just so early. And I remember having a cup of coffee and drinking that cup of coffee or a couple of sips. And I must have gone to sleep on the uh, in the seat there. And my hand was like over the seat in front of me. And this lady got on. She had a 19-piece suit on. You know, she was, she had... Uh, goldfish worth more than my house so that's and i never know this i never knew that until i suddenly woke up and spilled a coffee all down the front of her 19-piece suit which was white and i said immediately at the oh my goodness ma'am i am oh, mortified i don't know what to do i, I, I feel horrible i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and she turned to me and in the most compassionate voice said, you certainly are sorry. You are one sorry. It's so <laughs> well, then you know, I'm a little offended here. I was down. I was just like crushed and I wanted to help her. And she was a smart aleck. So I said, well, you want an napkin? <laughs> he didn't like that either. One other, one other little preparing story I got to tell you. We always leave the office at you know five thirty, six o'clock because you get six ten trains. eh, going back to uh, Terrytown. Well, one day for whatever reason, I must have had a tough day or something, but I fell asleep on the way home. Well, they don't come by and say, "Uh, uh listen, wake up, get off. It's time." They just keep going. You don't get off. They don't keep going. You just keep going. Well, when I opened my eyes, I noticed that we were in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> Poughkeepsie was about six stops beyond where I wanted to go. Well, that was almost as terror, terrible, or terror, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible as uh, spilling that coffee all over that lady. What am I going to do? I thought, well, the only thing you can do is you get off there in Poughkeepsie and you you wait on the train going the other way and you get off in Territory. So I thought, that's good. I wonder how long that's going to be. Well, sure enough, it was about 40 minutes. So I made the way to the other side and here comes the train and it picks me up. And I get on there and we're going down the train. I thought, wonder when this thing gets to Territory. It doesn't get to Terrytown. It doesn't stop. It's a direct. It doesn't get anywhere till it gets back to you to to the train station in New York, Grand Central. <laughs> so here I am. I've gone from New York to Poughkeepsie, all the way back down to New York. Finally, get on a train to Terrytown. I didn't get home till about one o'clock in the morning. I should have just stayed in the coffee shop and got some coffee to spill on that lady. In fact, I should have got some coffee, gone to her house and spilled it on her. It was just one of those type of things. 
You're listening to Behind the Lines with Rob Reynolds. I hope you're having a great day. hope you're enjoying it. I want to leave you with one final story. And I have told this before, but it is a dandy, let me tell you. It, when you're in New York City, and a lot of you I know have been there and you've, you've done things, but it was it was interesting to me because I'd never <laughs> done the big city things before. I You know, I love sports, whether it's football, baseball, flies going up a wall. I mean, I like anything like that. And I wanted to go out and see the Cardinals play the Mets at Shea Stadium, which is a totally different uh, experience than seeing the Yankees play at uh, Yankee Stadium. So I took the uh, uh, train out there, and uh, I took and I got to where the game was about over, and I thought well, I better be thinking about how I'm going to get home. I really don't want to ride that train because there's some there's some shady customers on there, and you know I'm I'm kind of frail, and I'm afraid that uh, I just I, I don't want to ride that train anyway. So I thought, well, I'm going to catch one of these cars. It was too late to uh, really call and get an appointment. So at the stadium, all these black cars are lined up. These these uh, sedan limousines are lined up, ready to pick, pick people up after the game. And they all have names. You know, Mr. Smith, Miss Jones, Mr. Rabatusel. Uh, Rabatusel, that's a big name. Uh, Mr. Hutchison, Mr. Hollow. So I thought, huh. Some reason I don't see my name there. So I'm walking by there and I see all these names. There must have been 30 black cars lined up. I'm walking by there and this guy says, Mr. Hutchinson? I said, Yep, that's me. So I jump in the back of his car. <laughs> we take off and we're driving down the road. And I hear him talking to the, the guy on the other end of the radio. I said, Do you have Mr. Hutchinson? He said, Yes, he's in the bag. Mr. Hutchinson is going downtown to the hotel. Good. So I'm just sitting back there, just happy in a clam. We're going down the road, and all of a sudden I hear, do you have Mr. Hutchison? He said, yes, I have Mr. Hutchison. He's in the back. And I, he said, so, you know, you don't need to ask me anymore. We went about three or more miles, and the guy says, are you sure you have Mr. Hutchison? Because he's on the other line, and he ain't happy. <laughs> By this time, we're in the tunnel. Going under the tunnel, when we come up, we're going to be in Manhattan. So he says to me, he says, you're not Mr. Hutchinson. I said, you know what? You're making me nervous. So as soon as you get out of this tunnel, you're letting me off because you're really making me nervous. So we get to the other side of the bridge. He pulls over to the side. I jump out, cross the road, go in my hotel, and wait on room service. <laughs> You've been listening to an episode of Between the Lines with Rob Reynolds. Kid goes to New York City, and I loved it, and I can't wait to go back sometime. Um, you have a great day. We've got a great episode coming up about the crisis nursery here in St. Louis and how you can get involved and how you can help. And that'll be coming very soon. This episode, you'll hear about this one very soon and when it's going to drop. But you have a great day. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye now.